Mrs. Amaka. Uh -huh. Mrs. Amaka, do you eat pomo? Yes, so I eat pomo. Almost like four times in a week, I eat pomo. Mm. I use it for soup. I use it for stew. I use it for frying vegetable soup for yam. Wow. Wow. But they say the way they process it is not so healthy from where it's coming from. Will you still eat it even knowing that it has some health implications? I will still eat it too. Before I, I use it to cook my soup or stew, I used to use salt and wash it very well and clean it. That, the way they, they, they prepare it is not my problem. But when I buy it, so I enjoy it. And when I also grow up, I marry, I continue to eat pomo and I will continue to eat pomo because it's even good for me in this age now. In my age now, pomo is good for me. Hello and welcome to Africa Science Focus, the weekly science and development show from SciDev.net. I'm Halima Uthmani and this week we're serving you the Nigerian delicacy, pomo. Cowhide, popularly called pomo in Nigeria, is a delicacy in many parts of the country and in fact across West Africa. It is prepared in different mouth-watering ways with spices and herbs that can make it a scrumptious meal. It is arguably the most affordable protein. But scientists and nutritionists alike continue to ring the alarm on the safety of pomo. One of their major concerns is the presence of harmful bacteria in the meat. Africa Science Focus reporter Royal Uche Here's about the most recent findings, starting with Dr. Abiodun Wahab, the Program Operations Officer at the One Health and Development Initiative. It's shocking to hear or to note now that not all microorganisms die, even with boiling. Processing operations in Nigerian abattoirs are so poor they don't only contaminate the meat and the meat products during processing, but they also cause the spread of this contaminant all over. They, they manage water and even process meat with fecal water. You know, it's, it's surprising to know that they have river instead of having, um, you know, wash facilities like toilets, um, boreholes. They have river where they do their business and it's the same water they fetch to, you know, process the meat that we eat. Also, microbial contamination, you know, some, some market women, you know, they store this meat, you know, that's it's very alarming. Some use halum to, to preserve cow skin. Um, some use water, just a random water, even gutter water, <laughs> permission to say that, you know, they soak um, the meat product and cow skin in it for, for as long as they want for it to swell up because enticing to, to, to buyers and also poor preservation. Yeah, mentioned that, preservation of this meat. So these are the things that causes most of the um, contamination of the meat and meat product. In the local market, buyers and sellers speak with excitement about Pomo. Royal finds out firsthand how hard it will be to dissuade consumers from eating the meat. My name is Basirat. Go. I've been doing Pomo business for five years. People patronize Pomo. 
you put uh, you wash it and put it inside bowl. Then you you can if you like you can put alum. That's all. Why do you put alum? To make the pomo to be strong. Then you bring it out, and if it's uh, you have leftovers, yes, uh, you, you wash it and cover it. Okay. The, uh, the next day, you wash it again and put it and sell it. They do not mind eating the same thing over and over again because cow skin is relatively um, the cheapest meat product in the market. So people go for cheap things, they don't mind how it looks, even as as well as going into um, buying pepper, you know, they go for the one that, are, that is almost decaying. I remember at one of the markets where we went to, um, one of the women was asking if we wanted them to stop eating cow skin. And some were, were asking us, you know, literally telling us to give them options of what else they can buy because Komo is, is relatively cheap and they could afford that. Bearing in mind that, you know, even if you cook, not all microorganisms die, you know, just have to, you know, put the cards on the table, let them understand that, okay, if you can really avoid it, please do. Or if you can't, you have to just put some measures in place to be sure that maybe you're reducing the microbial load because some some people just, you know, buy cow skin, buy meat, buy fish, buy pepper, grind the pepper and put everything together and they cook like that, you know, and the contaminants from different, the pepper, the meat, the meat product, and the pomo, everything together. And you are eating it. Your family is eating it, you know. You, you never can tell what, what, what the load is because you can check and you can see them with your physical eyes. There are many health conditions that people, you know, um, have these days and they are wondering where they get them from. These are some of the things that, that we need to know or, or the people need to know. They also keep dry ones, not just dry um, cow skin, there's wet cow skin. They keep dry ones in moist environments. And moist environments enables growth of molds and, and other microorganisms. So you're supposed to keep your dried cow skin in a very cool, dry environment. But you know, how, how could they maintain that in the market square? So they just do that, you know, it's grow molds and they dust it away and still sell them to the populace. Um, what are the consequences of this high bacterial load? Health implications, of course. You keep eating, you keep getting bad, you keep having infections, and you, can have, you keep having several symptoms that even the doctors might not be able to, you know, put their finger on on time and it cause a big thing. Especially liver cancer, as mentioned earlier, will impress the information in the hearts of people. Continuous um, awareness and sensitizations. They keep hearing and seeing it everywhere via social media platforms, radio stations, TV stations, town carriers, even from their leaders in the market, you know, they keep, they, they keep hearing because as much as people want to eat, they also do not want to die or fall sick abundantly. Dr. Sharifa Wakil, Associate Professor of Microbiology at the University of Ibadan, has been investigating claims of high bacterial loads accumulating on the cow hides. Well, because of the current situation of the country, we discovered that people tend to consume it more and it's more on sales these days. So we now try to collect the one they've roasted and the one they fried and packed. We try to see whether the impacts of the market, that is location, affects 
also the microbiology or the health implication of consuming this uh, food. We discover that the location that is the marketplace has little or no significant effects. The microbiological quality of the food, that is the level of contamination. But for the dried one, majorly, we discovered that we found molds or fungi. Most of the fungi we found are aflatoxin-producing fungi, that is fungi that produce toxins that can affect human eggs. For the bacterial load, for the dried one, it is very, very low. But the fungi load or the mold is high. And most of them are aflatoxigenic producing fungi. Except for few of these sellers that we found out that whether out of ignorance, they cut this common and eat, believing that it has been roasted and boiled. But the load, the microbial load is still high for anyone to eat at that point. But because majorly, Momo consumption is after cooking. And we know in Africa the way we cook. So the cooking will have reasonably eliminate or reduce the microbial load to the barest minimum. Although from our findings, most of this microbial load, that is the bacterial load we found, is still within the World Health Organization limits. But because it's a final year project, which is just for three to four months, there are still so many other things that we intend doing. So this work cannot reasonably conclude that Momo is either safe for consumption or not, because there are so many other parameters. So from this work, we only advise consumers that common should be thoroughly washed after purchase and properly cooked before eating. And we also encourage the sellers too, that they should, for the dried one, as much as possible, they should, the keeping dates should be reduced because most of those common we found in, at market, some of them already started growing molds even before we start to isolate. On some of them, you can notice the black or the greenish yellow spots of aspergillus. Dr. Obaisi Alanulolua, an environmental and social development consultant for the World Bank, says that pomo production also has environmental implications. If the pomo is being prepared by burning of plastics, burning of spent tires, burning of uh, wood, burning of uh, various items. This can lead to pollution, serious pollution, serious respiratory problems. And uh, going by the level of meat and for more consumption, you can imagine the amount of uh, burning that takes place every day. Uh, I think it, it was estimated, I had once that was estimated that uh, I think 500 thousand cows are killed daily so in Nigeria and then you 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 wonder how the process of butchering and preparing the and processing this uh, 
this food item. So if if the bulk of the production and processing is with uh, is through the crude method of burning, open burning, and then we have a serious environmental challenge in our hands. The encouragement for most people is that they should look away from cattle generally, from beef, and that's because uh, cows are ruminant animals. Apart from the burning to prepare the pomo, uh, we discourage people to to take to eating beef, but find alternative sources. It's difficult to find alternative sources in Nigeria because first there is poverty in the land, um, so people cannot even afford to find alternative sources that are not cheaper. So Pomo comes very cheap. And so you have a lot of people opting for Pomo and uh, consuming Pomo because it is readily available and it is affordable at the same time. So uh, we have uh, uh, the, the concern is that cows that are ruminants, when they regurgitate the chew and they release gas, that gas is called methane. It directly goes to destroy the ozone layer. And so through their dung, through their the gas release, they arm the, the ozone layer. Then when you now couple this with uh, with with common processing and production, so a lot of damage is being done. So the encouragement is oh, are we the scientists and the researchers looking in the direction of what can we do? Can we regulate the feed? Can we come up with processes that makes this uh, more production simpler and less harmful to people and to the environment and to the climate? So these are areas for, for work. These are areas for innovation. Uh, so um, so uh, I would advise anybody who is uh, consuming more to check well. If you want to find out more, head to the SciDevNet website. That's www.scidev.net. Today's show was edited by Ogechi Ekanwanu with reporting by Royal Uche and sound production by Harry Lewis. I'm Halima Afmani. Until next time, goodbye. Africa Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station.